Welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen. Thank you for joining us. I am one of your hosts, Rip, and I am, of course, joined by... Jumby. It sounded like you said Phantoms of the Silver Scream, and <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Damn. Too bad we already car- copyrighted and trademarked this one. Mm. <laughs> That's our second show. There you go. <laughs> that one will have nothing to do with horror at all. It'll well, it will. It'll be exclusively about the Scream franchise. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Today, you are joining us, as you already know, for another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Specifically, Season 1, Episode 4, titled The Tale of the Twisted Claw. Mm. Yeah. It is a, a deviation from the classic Monkey's Paw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. At this point, most of everyone and anything in horror can be traced back to the twilight zone yeah <laughs> in some capacity <sighs> but in this episode we get two for one we got two stories isn't that interesting Oof. Mm-hmm. and no one's more excited about it than a certain member <laughs> of the midnight society that we'll talk about now so, this so open it up yeah we don't start with the usual uh, them walking into the forest to set up the scene. No, we start straight into a story where is a young boy in bed and we see his um, alarm clock or a clock next to his next to him. A certain, <laughs> a certain time hits, the boy wakes up and he's like, ah, not again. And you see smoke come from underneath the door of his room it slowly opens up and then we see a black hooded figure walk across <laughs> to his bed and the entire time this little boy just had his eyes open because he knew what was coming that sucks <laughs> something <laughs> like that happening to you every where you can set your clock by it or like ah, here we go again torture <laughs> And the then, way they set it up made me think of sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. Where you just, like, you can't move and you <laughs> see things sometimes or hear things. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would suck if you had sort of sleep paralysis and that dude just comes in. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> anyway. Fortunately for, apparently his name is Tony. Who know. Uh, Tony wakes up and he's like, ah, oh, I had that dream again. It's like this poor kid. (laughs) It's literally 20 seconds into this whole thing. And I'm like, damn, I feel the most for this character. (laughs) You don't deserve any of this, Tony. Why are you going through this? What happened? What mistakes did you accidentally make? (laughs) But to have these dreams. But he woke up. He's like, I had that dream again, and he turns around, and the and the black hooded figure's still there, like, like <laughs> standing so, um, not menacingly, like, like, what did you think you were gonna get away? Come on now. <laughs> uh, and th- and and then we cut to the the midnight society around the campfire, 
everybody's screaming like ah oh my god except for one <laughs> one <laughs> one character here betty ann is just like yeah tell me it again <laughs> say it slow it's so good oh my god she does not get scared she just grins and laughs <laughs> and uh so scary betty and it's just like what happens next what happens next <laughs> and this is where we reveal the storyteller eric uh mm-hmm. yeah and we meet we met him we still have yet to hear a story from him and we're finally getting a story and it's intriguing it's like this black hooded figure that's just following poor tony around what did he do to tony why is he haunting and what did tony do to the black hooded figure what is going on and as we're about to find out eric is like that's it and everybody's like what do you mean that's it it's like yeah it's a cliffhanger that's that's how the story ends trying to be proud mm-hmm. of it but in all honesty he couldn't think of what, what happens he had a writer's block which unfortunately um gary frustratingly announces that everybody has had some kind of writer's block it's almost lights out and no one has told the full story yet um and uh yeah like how can you have a meeting somebody oh eric is the one who called the meeting eric with this crazy ass story who i think he thought he was gonna ad-lib the whole thing (laughs) just like yeah i'm just gonna show up and the ending will come to me and it didn't in his defense i mean he didn't know there was a word count or anything he thought he'd (laughs) just get away with it (laughs) like oh i didn't know short stories weren't allowed guys whatever (laughs) my bad (laughs) so yeah gary's rightfully (laughs) frustrated and that's when david (laughs) comes in and he's like i got a story and Kristen is like oh yeah you haven't told the story for a while and i got frustrated because i remember (laughs) that episode three was told by eric um David. David. Yes. Yeah. I remember too because it was the only thing that makes me remember David because he told a good story for what. And now he gets just two in a row. Oh, come on. And and we had Eric right in front of us. We haven't heard anything from Eric yet. Except for this short story. Yeah. Oh, and it, I felt like it was going to be good too. Oh, mm-hmm. well. David like is like, I have my own story. And Gary gets excited. It's like, all right. There you go. And Frank is like, you know, being sarcastic. Oh, who look who spoke up. Mm. <laughs> Good old Frank. Well, we love you, Frank. So supportive. <laughs> so Gary hands over David uh, a powdered concoction to throw into the fire and submit it to the approval of the Midnight Society. David presents the tale of the Twisted Claw. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we don't know we can't tell where what this story is about but in retrospect hindsight 2020 yeah we could kind of tell <laughs> now mm-hmm. david didn't come up with that story that liar he just rehashed He's... one to please gary and you know what i mean jumping <laughs> ahead to the ending everyone was kind of pleased with it actually we don't know what everyone was thinking they didn't <laughs> respond <laughs> that's true but i'm sure eric was like really Really, got at least I came up with something original. All right, <laughs> this kid comes in here like I've been working on this for days. Oh my god, I've been working. Like you guys will be so crazy. This couple is like on a date, and there's a hook on the door. It's crazy. Like I just made that up. I'm, an, I'm a genius. And then the calls were coming from inside the house. Pow! 
stayed up till 3 a.m. writing that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, David uh, starts narrating the story. And coincidentally, it's about two boys on the night before Halloween. And in some places, this is re- uh, referred to as Mischief Night, right? Something like that, yeah. Some That's, Canadian places. <laughs> back then in the 90s, I guess. I don't know. I've We never had Mischief Night, I guess. I don't remember if it happened, but that's where all the kids do all their pranks. You know, toilet paper houses or TP houses, sorry. Um, right. Shaving, so, <laughs> shaving cream, throw eggs, all that good stuff. It's supposed to be like repercussions for not celebrating Halloween, not giving out some candy, not being prepared or just choosing to abstain. And then people are like, all right, you had some options and I'm going to TP your house now and do whatever, you know, hoodlum stuff to your area because you didn't follow the rules. But these kids are just like anarchists. They're just like, I'm going to preemptively trick all of you and, you know, destroy your property. <laughs> uh, Except for our duo here. Actually, our duo was just as guilty because they were just trashing the place too. Yeah. And hmm. they, it's two, two best friends, Kevin and Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie teach it. <laughs> These two boys Wait. are looking for something to <laughs> to stamp their legacy, I guess, as any teenage boys try to do. Mm. And they want to, I guess, mischief up Miss Close's house. Miss Close lives in a fairly decent sized house. That with a gate in front, that everybody mansion, yeah, mini mansion. Everybody's afraid of this house, to the point where they call her a witch. That's the witch's mm-hmm. house. Don't go to that house. So, so mm-hmm. if in my neighborhood there was like a legend, and there's like oh, a witch lives over there, <laughs> I'm never going to that house. <laughs> I don't look at my neighbor's house anyway. But <laughs> if I did. I would not be going over there <laughs> if I thought a witch that was there and it was unanimous that everyone's like, yeah, that lady's a witch. <laughs> but sad. Dougie, I think Dougie's like the instigator here. He's just like, we got to do this because we could tell everybody that we're the cool kids who are brave enough uh, to do this. But Kevin, Kevin's the instigator. Really, Kevin? Okay, yeah. my bad. Kevin's the instigator. <laughs> And Kevin has apparently never heard of, like, lying before. Because he could have just been like, hey, we did this. And nobody's going to be able to check him on it. Yeah. Just the two of them. Just be like, yeah, we went to that lady's house. If it's going to make you so cool, you don't actually have to do it. But whatever. <laughs> uh, so, they run up to... They, they, they're not quiet. <laughs> they clearly say their plan out loud in front of Miss Close's house. Where you you can see as they're approaching her door, you can see Miss Clove look through the window, and then <clears throat> at first, in one big coincidence, as Kevin puts the shaving cream up to her door, uh, she opens it at the same time. So when he sprays it, he's actually spraying it into her face. She screams in horror, not understanding what's going on, knocks over a expensive looking vase 
and starts freaking out. Kevin books it. Dougie feels remorse, like, oh, shit, what do we do? And uh, Kevin goes back and grabs Dougie, like, come on, let's go, let's go. And then they, they run. And then that's when you see Miss Clove rush to her front door as the two boys are running. And then her worried face shifts over to a to a grin and to some laughter. A pretty pretty evil laugh, if you ask me. It was good. It was like Dr. Vink level laughter right there. <laughs> her big like toothy smile as she laughed. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of the good doctor. Oh yes. And uh that cackle uh plays into the tra- transition till we see uh Dougie in his Halloween costume acting out <laughs> in front of his father who's just reading a newspaper. <laughs> his his I love his dad. <laughs> he's like acting his little heart out and he's just like ugh, ugh, like dying on the floor <laughs> and then he does a big dramatic finish and then he just like bleh, collapses and the father just <laughs> he's not phased at all. <laughs> did, did, did you eat dinner yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could at least pretend dad <laughs> it's a dad i want to be <laughs> like i'm not going to discourage you but i'm not gonna you know encourage <laughs> i'm not gonna encourage you either i'm cut, just gonna be here cut the middle just in case anything <laughs> happens you're like right there <laughs> oh yeah i always i always encourage my son you know he always just acted out in front of me or i never i never reacted because i knew he sucked yeah he's safe (laughs) yeah at this point the doorbell rings uh dougie's mom opens it says it's for dougie and it's kevin and guess what is kevin's dressed up as this year for the eighth time in a row kevin is dressed up as a homeless man (laughs) you dressed up as a bum again dressed up for what (laughs) (laughs) you're telling me it's halloween (laughs) what so they're they're ready to go out for trick-or-treating and get some candy and (laughs) dougie is uh feeling some remorse for what happened yesterday with uh miss clothes house but before they could go uh kevin decides to tell the trick-or-treaters that were at the (laughs) the the dougie residence uh that poison's on the menu for candy this year and all three kids look inside their bag their the trick-or-treat bag and look up at miss dougie <laughs> just like are you gonna give us some poison <laughs> it was a very um very smart direction to make them do that because so with child actors you're not always gonna get like great actors but that was simple enough and effective enough to to make me laugh yo but they they did it synchronized <laughs> yeah oh man that was cute mm-hmm. so yeah um so uh, i guess the you can say that the poison candy's poison this year's uh was a foreshadowing nah it could be a little <laughs> so what happens next so Kevin and Dougie walk down the street and Dougie is complaining that he wants to go home, but as they pass Miss Clove's house, Kevin's like, Hey, 
we got to hit Ms. Clove's house. <laughs> the balls on ev- him, dude. <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought that Dougie was going to be like, no, man, you don't remember last year when we sprayed her in the face, man, she might remember still. No, that's not what Dougie <laughs> said. Dougie's like, no, don't you remember yesterday <laughs> when we did that to her? <laughs> And Kevin's like, nah, she's not going to remember that. It was like hours ago. It's crazy <laughs> to remember something like that. Like she's probably furious. Like if she was a normal lady, like you, she would remember your faces. I would never be caught near that house. Yeah. Especially at that age where like you think everybody's watching and knows everything that you do. <laughs> so they, Kevin eventually convinces Dougie against his like better judgment to, Go to the house and see if they can get some candy out of this lady. So they go up to the house. Miss Clove, they knock on the door, trick or treat. Miss Clove answers and she's kind of like peeking through the thing and she's like, trick or treat? Trick or treat? Like she's just heard the phrase for the first time. She's like, how clever. Trick or treat? <laughs> trick or treat. All right. Not, wow. I can't believe I have some visitors here. I've never gotten visitors here before for reasons I could never understand. Please, children, walk into my home right now. (laughs) (laughs) And they do it, which is very creepy. The opposite of what you're supposed to do to trick-or-treaters. So say really far apart and just like throw candy at them so they can eat it. And then you you close the door. You don't let them inside the house under any circumstances, unless you're a witch. Invites them in. But like she puts her her arms around them and like just pushes them forward. Yeah, like... Very creepy to me. <laughs> so they're they're stuck inside, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited to have some children over. I'm gonna go get you guys a very special treat." And she leaves the room, and they see on the floor there's like a smashed vase, <laughs> and they're they're just like, "Oh my god, she didn't even bother to clean it up." <laughs> um, I don't know if they said it that way, but when I heard them say it, I was like, are you guys judging her? She's an old <laughs> and you didn't even do anything to help. You just left her there. Dude, that would be my like, I was like, yo, she left that out intensely. She knew we were coming. We heard <laughs> she's a witch. She's definitely a witch. Let's get the fuck out of here. But no, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> no, no. I was just. They were just judging the crap out of her. For me, it's just like Kevin is the audacity of Kevin. Like, I'm going to go hit this house. Then the next day, I'm going to go beg for candy from the same house. And then I'm going to judge. Like, I just think this Kevin kid's too much. Like, he's so judgy. He's a mean girl. So she comes back and she's like, I have a very special treat for you guys. And she opens up this container and it contains not a monkey's paw nope but a vulture's claw oh. which rhymes you know rhymes with monkey's claw vultures are uh what decomposers right uh yeah they're detrivores they're so they only feed on dead things oh how interesting for the alleged witch to have something like this mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting stuff she probably only feeds undead things too, so she has to scare her victims to death, mm. and then she can eat them. Makes the meat taste better, I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard from Miss Clove. Oh, so 
they don't really want to take it at first and she's and they're just like oh we'll pass we just want some candy she's like no <laughs> cut that shit right now you're taking this all right you know you know how hard it is to catch a vulture super hard and i did it all right you take this right now and they're like that's disgusting and she's like i'm kidding it's a wooden leg don't worry about it it's <laughs> fine so they reluctantly take it and as they're walking out the door they get away from Miss Clove, and they're very happy to do so Wait, with this creepy... What before happened? that, before that, uh, she tells them everything. She tells them about the the magical properties this claw has without oh, yeah, telling right. She's like, uh, I heard that you get the three wishes from this. And they're like, and Kevin, who is going to be like an investor or stockbroker or something, because he was like, is it a... Three wishes a piece, or one four. Or the, both of us just get three wishes. The audacity <laughs> of this kid! Po- spray shaving cream in her face. Inadvertently breaks her her va- her vase. Her vase um, ha- goes to her house to get some free candy, and still has to be like, "You told me three wishes. Is it three each or three as a whole?" Because <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> and she says, "Everyone's about to be like." <laughs> It's, you know, three total. I'm going to need you to go back to that room and get another claw. All right, we'll wait. You have to have two. It's Halloween. Come on. I'm pretty sure vultures have two claws, so get in there. Miss Clove assures them it's three wishes apiece. And um, they're like, okay. And Kevin was happy about it. So, But before they leave, Miss Clove warns them. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. You know, mm-hmm. classic, classic. Be careful Almost. what you wish. I feel like this is like the introduction to that for every '90s kid out there. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Definitely like the slogan for every. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for movies. I learned it from Aladdin. <laughs> so scene cuts to Dougie and Kevin walking away mm-hmm. and they're mocking miss clove like what a crazy old bat can't believe this this crazy woman gave us a piece of wood crazy <laughs> and then dougie wishes that they could just stop trick-or-treating and go home because dougie's kind of had enough he yeah. he's tired of hanging out with kevin because kevin's kind of a kind of a tool and she's he's just like i want to go home yeah. and he freaks out and he drops the wooden vulture's claw and he's like ah it moved. I swear to God, that claw moved. It was disgusting. I felt it. Have you ever felt wood move in your hand? I have. And it's gross. <laughs> and then Kevin's like, weird, dude. And then he picked up the wooden claw and he's just like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. You're you're just being a spaz. This, this, there's nothing wrong with this thing. It did not move. You're just being a baby. So the scene cuts to them walking through a downtown area, which is like, all right, this area looks a little more sketchy. Why are you guys even here? Is this the way home? <laughs> I don't know. And they stumble upon a, a mask of Stephen King teenagers <laughs> who are just like in a gang where they wear silly masks and they have nothing better to do as like 16 to 18 year olds than steal candy from little kids. I like to point out that this gang of people included a female and for the 90s, yeah. that was very progressive. Because when you think like bullies, it's either 
females bully females and males bully males but this this was an equal opportunity gang and i i i'm happy for them i would be but when they're <laughs> doing their bullying and they're like hey give me some candy kid give me some candy they made the female character be like yeah candy's bad for your teeth it's gonna give you cavities like it's just like that's not all right that's not a bully thing today just to say no somebody's dad's a dentist like get out of here that, that's not the most bully thing you could have said i'm just imagining like bully ten- kids dentist just like beating up kids it's like don't you know what's bad for you here's some floss go in that bathroom and floss right now how dare you I didn't hear you rinse. Don't make me come in there. <laughs> I when I imagine a bully dentist, he just gives out the best candy in the world with like his business card, <laughs> and he just rots everybody's teeth. The dentist. That's a good mm. horror, horror franchise. I. Uh, There's actually I, is. A, have you seen it? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> the dentist franchise the dentist. with. I think his name's Corbin Green. I think that's the actor's name. He played like the dad on the television show Psych. Oh, that's funny. I don't I've never seen him in anything other than those two things. And it's just <laughs> such a weird movie. And it's weird to see him in it. Because he usually plays like a really straight laced character who like, you know, <laughs> takes no jokes and he's playing the most silly murderer in the world who's a dentist. Oh man. The dentist. What a silly movie. I, I want to review that one one day because I have a lot of words about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, back to this story. So they're, they, they are encountering this crazy gang, and I refer to them as like Stephen King gang because... That's the only type of teenagers that bullies kids like these people do. They all for, have for no, leather no jackets. Real reason. They all have leather That's jackets. That's also a Stephen yeah. King thing. Yeah, they're wearing masks. And I'm like, you know how much leather jackets cost? Like, <laughs> like dude. In this town, they're free. <laughs> I guess. They pass them out when you turn 16. <laughs> Time, they're right of passage. Oh, you bullied some kids younger than you? Well, here's your uh, leather jacket. Congrats. You did it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but to, uh, expe- you know, I expected this. Because Kevin doesn't take crap from anybody. Kevin fights mm-hmm. back. They try to take his candy. Let me. Uh, the the candy will give you cavities. Let me help you out and uh, take the candy from you. How doing you a favor? Uh, Kevin's like, no. My candy. I spent all night trying to all night trying to get this, and he ends up in the struggle of pulling back and forth between the the candy bag. He ends up pushing one of the teenagers. Teenager. Or, uh, runs back and hits over dramatically, falls into a bench or something. And he was like twice his size too. I was kind of proud of Kevin. I was <laughs> like, "Hey, way to stick up for yourself." And they, um, Ducky sees the opening and they book it. They both of them go, and these kids get on their bikes, which I guess is also a rite of passage. You get the the leather jacket and a bike because they all got on their bike and started riding past um looking for them saying if anybody finds them we pound them let's go and as soon as we see them pass by the camera um we see kevin and dougie had uh 
jumped into two conveniently placed trash cans that they ran into. And then that's when uh, Kevin, sarcastically, he didn't really like think this through, but he was just like, well, you got your wish. And he starts, he's like, well, the, the night's done. We're going to go home now. And then they, Kevin starts heading home, but Dougie kind of kind of sits there and ponders on the twisted claw. Kind of a good first wish because it was, it was kind of weird enough that they're like, well, that could have just been a coincidence. It's not necessarily like, you know, we didn't go straight home as soon as we wished for it. We just ran into a gang. We had a little experience first. Like, they could write it off if they wanted to. Yeah. So, the story transitions into the school corridors where everyone has a locker. It's very, you know, typical 90s school scene. <laughs> so, Dougie's looking through his locker, and Kevin walks up to him, and he's... And he teases Dougie with the twisted claw in his hand. He's just carrying it around all day. And... A girl passes by Kevin with a flyer and mentions a popular boy at school, Bostick. So Bostick, is that how you pronounce it? Bostick? Bostick. Bostick. I, you know, I, I, I would have said Bostick too, but now that you said both, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to say Bostick. So Bostick. Bostick. Kevin decides that like he hates Bostick. And Bostick's like in the corner. He's smiling at everybody. He's donating to charity. He's kissing babies. He's just being a really great guy. And Kevin's like, man, fuck this guy. Like, I hate Bostick. Bostick, thanks for helping me with my him. homework yesterday. I appreciate you taking the time to do No problem, anytime. Yesterday was Halloween. You didn't have to do that. Oh, Bostick, I forgot to pay you for tutoring. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. I was just helping a friend. I don't need any money. Oh, we're friends? Like, this is piece of shit. <laughs> Bostick's like, all right, everybody, the Parkinson's walk is on Saturday. Do not forget. Bring your parents. Bring everyone you know. I'll meet you guys there. I'm going to be up in front because, you know, I'm a runner. I'm just going to be up front, all right? Can't wait to be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Do you want us to bring anything, Bostick? No, no, no. I'll take care of that. I'm going to bring water. My parents are going to grill. It's going to be a great time. Kevin's just like that. Raise some money for charity, guys. Kevin's just like, that piece of shit. He fucking hates me. And Bostick's just like, hey, Kevin, my best friend. What's up, man? Still on for that sleepover? And he's like, yeah, Bostick. Piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, Kevin is tired of losing to Bostick in the 600, which is a little race that the middle schoolers have in PE. And he's just like, I'm going to beat him this year. And I have the magic claw that's going to help me. He's so petty, bro. (laughs) Uh, all right, so go on. So, um, so he decides to make the wish, and it moves in his hand. So now he knows it moved, and Dougie's freaking out. I was like, "No, look, see, see, it's just like those biker kids yesterday. Like when I wish to go home and move like that, you just made a wish, and it's gonna come true." And Kevin's like, "Hey, look, if that, if that, if it moves and it makes me beat Bostic." then that thing could go up my nose for all I care. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> that was cute. It was. Like, he, he mimics the, the claw going up his nose. I was like, oh, nice. Some middle school humor. <sighs> so, it cuts. Um, We're out in the, I don't know, PE field is what we used to call it. I don't know what it's called now. We're there in the field behind the mm-hmm. school. Uh, 
the gym teacher is shouting into a megaphone that I think Bostic made for him because it's like a cardboard <laughs> <laughs> megaphone. Um, <coughs> they, they line up together. <laughs> and Kevin lines up next to Bostic. <laughs> and this is for real. We're not making this up. Bostic, Most genuine thing. Bostic looks over to Kevin and says, like, hey, good luck, man. <laughs> Kevin rolls his Kevin eyes. Kevin rolls He's his like, eyes. This piece of shit. <laughs> Hate him so much. Uh, and I don't know. It just felt so real to me because the at this scene that uh, when the gym teacher is ready to to say Arnie Mark gets set go, uh, right before he says go, one of the kids like jerks forward like as if he <clears throat> said go already and the, the gym teacher said oh i didn't say it yet go and <clears throat> it was very real yeah I, I don't know if that was authentic or they planned it that way but it was beautiful i think they did <laughs> i think they did like 10 scenes and that same kid couldn't control <laughs> himself and they're like whatever let's just leave it in it's actually very natural yeah yeah because I've seen that happen. It's like you're just waiting, the anticipation's going, and then you hear, ready, set, and then you just want to go. But then he's like, I didn't say go. You got to go at the O, not the G. Come on. <laughs> so, so we're off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin and the rest of them are really just eating wind from, from Bostic. Dude, this, this dude's running. And like, like you could see the technique in Bostic's run. Like he's been training for this. His 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 palms are open. His shoulders at ninety degrees. They're going back and forth. His stride is clean. And then mm-hmm. uh, Kevin has his hands like he's flailing around, trying to keep up his his inhale to exhale ratio is not at the precise moment like Bostic's is, and that's why he doesn't mm-hmm. have that lead. But you can hear. Dougie is rooting for Kevin in, in the sidelines. He's he's yelling at him. You could do it, Kevin. You could do it. And I and Kevin Kevin's hears, not really. <laughs> Kevin's not breathing right because he's too busy busy like muttering curses <laughs> about Bostic. Like Jesus, I hate him so much. Oh my god. Oh god. Of hate course him. he's. Uh, here we go again. So, <laughs> and then uh, Kevin actually starts catching up to Bostic, but like you you see it like Bostic turns around looks forward and this starts booking it even faster i was like oh he <laughs> was just like that wasn't even his final form you know like <laughs> just kept it's like oh kevin's catching up let me let me go let me get back into this and uh, he looks back and he's like wow kevin good job <laughs> man you're you're doing really great today he just speeds up <laughs> um he's wrote it backwards <laughs> can encourage it, kevin <laughs> No, Kevin, please open up your hands, dude, and stop <laughs> muttering whatever you're saying over there. You can focus on your breathing. Inhale, exhale, in through the nose, mm-hmm. out through the mouth. Heel toe, heel toe, Kevin, come on. So, um, as this, as this is going on, Dougie hears a, a growling in the distance. And he's like, what's that? That's weird. And he turns around mm-hmm. and there's a huge tree with a wide trunk. And out from the trunk is this, like, the like equally as wide or long dog so like it perfectly <laughs> matched behind the tree so you can see it and it's a black german shepherd and it just starts running from behind the tree and we're i'm i'm thinking the worst i know it's a kid's show but are you afraid of dark has already shown us that like they're not afraid to go there or at least mm-hmm. attempt it <laughs> so i'm thinking this this 
this dog is going to bite Bostick's leg <laughs> and uh, just drag him away or something. But all it does is <clears throat> it just rushes in front of a Bostick as Bostick is about to cross the finish line. And Bostick is like, I have two choices to make. I can interrupt this dog's momentum and cut, might hurt the dog, or I could take the brunt of the damage myself and save the dog's life, which he does. Mm-hmm. Good job, Bostic. Unfortunately, he that brunt that he took caused him to roll, and he, even though he was inches from hitting this the the finish line, he uh, he couldn't carry that momentum to cross it. So Kevin takes this chance, and rushes over i kid you not everyone i'm not lying kevin jumps over a crying flailing bostic on the floor jumps over him and crosses the finish line to get the w (laughs) in this scene i wanted i wanted him to be on the floor every other racer stops to help bostic And then Kevin just like <laughs> runs over him, just breaks his leg, <laughs> like ju- runs over him and just makes it to the finish line <laughs> and gloats about it. That's essentially what happened, minus everybody helping up Dwastic. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Kevin jumps over him and gets it, and he's all, and he's happy. He goes, he rushes over to Dougie. I did it! I did it! I finally won! And Dougie's like, dude, no, you didn't. The dog tripped him. And we cut to the gym teacher rushing over to Bostic, and Bostic's like my like my my leg it hurts my leg, and the gym teacher's like get get the tell this teacher to call an uh, ambulance. Yeah, the gym teacher's like get Mister White to to call an ambulance. I shouldn't have even let him run today. He's still recovering when he donated that kidney <laughs> to Kevin last Monday. <laughs> But he really wanted to because he wanted to, <laughs> to bring out the competitiveness out of Kevin. <laughs> so, so Bostic's in pain. And um, at this point, Dougie explains that there was a dog that ran over, that ran in front of him. And Kevin, with that adrenaline, didn't actually see the dog. But uh, when Dougie looks for the dog, um, it doesn't see it. He doesn't know where to be found. Uh, it disappeared or ran somewhere else, which is Kevin's uh, um, reasoning because he's like, yeah, it was an accident. Even if there was a dog, it was an accident. I did this all by myself. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. That was his reasoning. And then we're back to the Midnight Society. I like or, when they cut back. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't do this enough, but um let's see we're back he, and, he mentions that uh yeah. both dougie and kevin has used up one of their wishes they got four wishes left how are they going to use them and gary remarks that whenever they wish for something something evil ends up happening and that that's a really cool idea that david was able to come up with all on his own i'm sorry that yeah, it was David that David's able to come up with. Um, and Eric says that he would wish for like a million bucks <laughs> and then just take his chances. 
and no one comments on it, but I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the downside would be. Maybe like he causes a million dollars of damages or something, but I don't know. Let's roll those dice. Let's see what happens. I, I think, I think that the Eric has a grasp, but there's a give and take. It's a very alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Equivalent exchange. Yeah, it's like they'll probably take it from a dollar, from a million poor families, just to give you a million dollars. No, it's just a dollar, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, so we're back. David's narrating again. He's uh, explained that um, Dougie's parents went out for dinner. And mm-hmm. it's just Dougie and Kevin at alone at their house. Yeah, and... Dougie's parents. Dougie's parents are just like, we're going to go eat dinner. I'm sure you're not interested. Bye. Like, <laughs> what is what is Dougie going to do? I like dinner too, mom and dad. No, no you stay here. We, we got uh, spaghetti in the freezer for you. And some pudding in Don't the worry. fridge. Don't worry. Kevin's coming over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can think of something. So, um, <laughs> that's funny that Kevin's coming over. <laughs> so they're stressing though. They're stressing about the twisted claw. Um, mm-hmm. even though Kevin's just looking at his medal, <laughs> he's just like, "Oh yeah, look at my medal." He's like, "Dude, but the dog, mm-hmm. the wish." He's like, "Nah, man, it was an accident. Get over it. Move on." And, um, yeah, did you see the look on Bostick's face? Classic. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, and in the middle, they're arguing about what they should do because, what, they have two wishes each left. Uh, mm-hmm. Dougie's figured out everything is comes at a cost. Every wish has something bad pertaining to it. In fact, he kind of hints that the bullies that they met at the at the park downtownish area like they've they don't never met those people never heard of those people anything like that. those bullies just don't happen to be at that corner that's sketch that's sus so dougie suggests like hey you know what uh miss clove gave us this claw we're gonna go right back to her and um we're gonna give it we're gonna give it back to her to tell her we're sorry and kevin's like no we ain't doing that He's like, come on, man. Like, at least if I tell, if we tell them, then, um, uh, my, my, um, my folks were like, figures out. And earlier he had talked about like, um, uh, he wishes his grand, like, um, he, uh, if his grandpa was around, he'd be able to help him. And even in the beginning of the episode, yes, he, he talks about how his grandpa was around. You could tell they had a close relationship, but unfortunately his grandpa passed. So, yeah, that is all correct. And they're kind of arguing about what to do here because Dougie wants to, you know, tell Miss Clove, tell his folks, and, you know, he doesn't want to disappoint his folks. And Kevin's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, something evil doesn't happen every time. Last time I used it, I got a twofer. I won the race and <laughs> Bostick broke his leg. Like, nothing but good stuff happens when you use this thing. I love it. Perspective, right? <laughs> mm. Um, so then what happens? So, I just wanted to bring up that Kevin's having a great time with the claw. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, and Dougie's having like the worst time. Yeah. Maybe it's just Dougie who just has the, the, the bad wishes and Kevin's just like rolling it in. <laughs> yeah, he gets all the good luck. Dougie gets the consequences and Kevin's like, that's a price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> um, 
So Dougie's like, no, man. Like, I don't want to get in trouble with my folks. And then Kevin was like, well, I, I wish your folks were, were lost or something like that. So we don't have to deal with them. And of course, of course, they have both had the damn claw on their hand. <laughs> so it shakes. It moves. It glows green. Kevin throws it. And Dougie's just like pissed because he knows what's happening next. Um, He's like, Dougie's <laughs> like, that wasn't even a natural sentence, Kevin. <laughs> you did that shit on purpose, and I know it. Nobody <laughs> says, I wish your parents were lost. Like, are you serious? <laughs> he might as well have just been like, yeah, well, I wish your folks died in a car crash. It's just like, nobody says that, Kevin. <laughs> You're being evil right now. All this, all this 600 medals going through your head. <laughs> so, um, so at that point the phone rings and Kevin's like, don't mm-hmm. answer it. You know, if, uh, if it, if you don't hear it happen, it doesn't exist. But Dougie's like, I have to answer this. Dougie picks up and it's police. And they're like, is this Dougie? You're, um, yeah, unfortunately your parents got into an accident and they're in the hospital. And Dougie just gets pissed, pulls the phone from the wall, throws it on the ground, breaks it at all. Uh, he looks at Kevin and is like, you just made me a fucking orphan, you bitch. And Kevin's <laughs> just like, no, no, I didn't mean it. I mean it. Uh, this wish for him back. And Dougie's like, why? Every time we wish, well, it's just Dougie. But every time we wish for something bad to happen, something bad happens. Um, every time we wish for anything, something bad happens. If I say, um, I wish for my parents back, who know? Who knows? And they're like, okay, what do we do? And they start freaking out. And Dougie naturally says... I wish my grandpa was here. He'd know what to do. And he's said that a couple of times without the claw. But he has mm-hmm. the claw. And the claw twitches again. And Dougie throws it. <laughs> and Kevin just looks at Dougie like, yo, um, you wish for your grandpa that you wish your grandpa was here. Your grandpa's dead. <laughs> and at that point, they hear... Uh, a double honk and accuse them to go out to the window pull the curtains and they see a black which looks like a like a hearse kind of a black Mm -hmm. a black car pull up to the front of the house and Dougie's like that's my grandfather's car and Kevin's like yo (laughs) this is freaky uh I'm gonna wish <laughs> for for it to go back, and Ducky again um, gets mad at Kevin. Is like, dude, don't you understand? If you wish for this, something might, something else might happen. Something bad might happen. So at this point, they they're in a wrestling match. They're uh, one of them's trying. They're trying to grab the claws across the room. They're fighting each other, and as this is going on, we keep cutting back to a figure come out of. Uh, Dougie's grandfather's car and walks slowly to the front porch <laughs> and as they're wrestling and fighting trying to get this claw the doorbell rings and you just see the close-up of both their faces like oh oh crap and Kevin's like dude uh it's my last wish I'm wishing for him to be gone I don't I don't want like a skeleton or a bag of <laughs> like a rotten a corpse to be on the other side of that door and Dougie the, says the most the most negative consequence <laughs> Kevin has is like just seeing the dead body <laughs> of this kid's grandpa. 
it's still super negative for him. He still has to possibly see his grandpa's corpse. He did just lose his parents. He's not going to be like, he. his idea wasn't, I'm going to grab the claw and wish your parents back. It was, I don't want to face any negative consequences. I'm not seeing this guy. I'm going to use our last wish, not to bring your parents back, to take your grandpa away. That's what I'm going to do. Kevin, you suck. <laughs> that's the that's the gold medalist of the 600 you're talking to right there <laughs> show some respect <laughs> put some respect on Kevin's name <laughs> Dougie finally grabs the claw and Kevin's like what are you going to wish for and Dougie's like this is the wish that we should have made in the first place um, I wish Kevin was gone <laughs> <laughs> I wish Bostic was my best friend <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dougie wishes for Miss Chloe's vase that it was never broken in the first place and <clears throat> and like it never happened and the claw actually disappears so Kevin doesn't get his last wish mm-hmm. uh, Dougie used his last wish for that and the doorbell rings still and Kevin tells Dougie not to answer it but Dougie's like oh I have to like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. This is it. <laughs> so he opens the door, and thankfully, it's just his parents. And Dougie's mom's like, oh, I left my keys. And, uh, oh, before Kev- uh, before Dougie opened the door, Kevin hid underneath the table. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, we're not surprised. Yeah. So typical Kevin behavior. So Dougie opens the door. It's his parents. Mom says they left their keys, and um, uh, Doug, Dougie's dad. They decide to like, oh yeah. Dougie's on. dad is like, oh hey Kevin. He sees him under the table. Like ah, typical Kevin. <laughs> and, they uh, th- they uh, decide that they're not going out again because like they forgot their keys. It's already been ruined. I assume date night. So they're just like, why don't we just grab some ice cream and eat here, kids? <laughs> Being real cool parents all of a sudden. And Dougie and hugs clear... him. Like, he does. Yeah, he hugs him. And they're, he, they're like, oh, don't like, like, why are you hugging us? You know, <laughs> like, it's just a normal night. Like, nothing crazy happened. And then the mom mentions, like, oh, yeah, there was that crazy truck driver. um, But they barely, like, he he barely touched them. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That was interesting. They almost really died. Yeah. <laughs> so the doorbell rings once again, and the boys are like, oh, no. And then this time, Kevin finds it within him to go to the door with Dougie. <laughs> and sitting on the doorstep is a vase, an unbroken vase, the same vase that was at the witch's house. Ooh. And there's a little note on top, and it says, trick or treat. the end so we (laughs) cut back to the midnight society members and nobody says a word (laughs) betty ann is a is like a sphinx like her her face is just devoid of emotion so is everybody else nobody says anything at a certain point betty ann like does a little grin but nobody says a word and then gary's just like and I officially declare this meeting closed. And he just turns off the fire. Like, he throws some water on the fire. 
And that was it. Nobody reacted. Nobody said anything. <laughs> Good job. They're just like, done. <laughs> like, oh, we got a story. We got, we got a full story. Awesome. Yeah, original oh. idea, you know? Gary does say, until next time, pleasant dreams, everyone. Which I think was like a reference to Eric's story. I don't even think Gary was listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's true because nobody was really sleeping <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. I feel like they wanted to do Eric's story for this episode but they're like damn we literally don't know how to write this but we don't want to <laughs> like like forget about it so let's just throw it into the story let's take Twilight Zone's monkey paw and make it a high school middle school version of it <clears throat> mm -hmm. we'll just cut some scenes and make it work <laughs> so this is Story number two from David. I definitely like the Lonely Ghost episode a little better. It's more original. Yeah. I love the creativity in this show. So this one is still good, but not as creative as uh, as usual. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of rehashing that story. Yeah, it's a good way to introduce the kids into that classics tale of the monkey's paw. That's true. Without yeah. like, you know, because back then kids would be like, oh, black and white TV? Screw this. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of monkey's paw. I didn't even know monkeys had paws. <gasps> like a kitty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a good telling of that story. And you're right. They probably never heard that before. So, good introduction. Hmm. Yeah. So, where does this place for you on the episodes we've seen so far? Pretty low down the list, huh? Yeah, because you, you got <clears throat> the Phantom Cab. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Even like, and I'm not even counting uh, the fact that Vink is in there. Um, yeah. Zebo is a classic. Doesn't matter how many times you watch it, how many holes you can poke into it. Um, like, even with Zebo, I'm still like, oh, did I, I came up with, not came up with, but I'm like, you know what? I'm leaning more towards this was a prank than uh, Evil Spirit. So it's like, <clears throat> I can rewatch it and still have new ways to think about it. The um, the lonely ghost always tugs on my heartstring. <laughs> I have two tidbits of information nice. about this episode that are actually kind of amazing. Let's do this. Go. Okay, I'm gonna say one tidbit that's kind of cool, and then another one that's blowing my mind right now. <laughs> All right, so the first tidbit is Jason Tremblay, who plays. Bostick in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bostick. <laughs> he um he was in the very first episode that we watched. He played Denny Crocker, the older brother. Oh, that was Bostick. That was Bostick. Yeah, oh, I can't believe that. Oh, completely different personalities. Bostick is much more positive than Denny. <laughs> Great guy. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize that. And then another amazing piece of information. Anne Page, who plays the witch in this episode, mm -hmm. is the wife of Aaron Tagger, who portrays Zebo and Dr. Vink. What a power couple, man. That is a power Imagine couple. Imagine seeing those two on a date. That would be terrifying. That is the... <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I, it is. I can't believe that. Because she did remind me of Dr. Vink. Yeah, that laugh. But right? apparently they're married. Yeah, they do acting classes together or something. I did like the way uh, Eric finished the story. 
Mm -hmm. it was just like the last things they heard was the sound of the wind or was it the faint laughter of the witch cackling into the night Mm. pretty good tale (laughs) so yeah I like the episode overall those little tidbits are amazing I like that they're reusing actors in between episodes it's a fun thing to look out for I didn't realize it at first because Bostick and Denny were were so different yeah plus uh, Denny wore a hat the entire time that's correct and felt a little taller (laughs) too he did but that's only because his brother was so short true So, yeah. So, to answer your question, out of the four episodes we've seen, um, I'd rank a fourth. Not that it's a bad yeah. episode. It, it just There a are no bad episodes. <laughs> just a different take on um, the classic Monkey's Ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, you know what, though? When uh, Paramount Plus finally gives the budget to redo all these episodes, would you want to see this episode? again i could see them doing it better like i don't know yeah i think i would Hmm. if they need to cut an episode sure cut it but if you're gonna do each episode you know like faithful adaptations i could see it again set it in the 90s you know keep the line about the dentists and all that stuff in that's funny yeah it's just like in in like modern times, right? They're recasting this show. Yeah. Who plays Dr. Vink? Oh, man. I mean I have an answer, but I mean I always thought Dr. Vink looked like Hagrid. Hagrid. But then the guy who played Hagrid. Can the guy who played Hagrid um do a good Zevo? <laughs> the the circus guy. I was thinking of a super safe option, uh, Jack Black. Like, Ooh. just get him to do it. Oh, he's man. still acting. Yeah, he can do it. And he he has the physicality, has the look. I mean, he played Arl Stein. He can definitely play. Mm-hmm. He's into these '90s horror classic stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Beats my answer to death. <laughs> so yeah, um, Paramount Plus get Jack Black involved. I mean. Yeah. He's pretty much open for anything. He'll do anything these days. So, see what he's doing. I I really would want them to set it back in the nineties. They have to. So many stories for horror properties get ruined by cell phones. You just need to set it in a time <laughs> without it. <laughs> the call was coming from inside the house again. You know. Yeah, obviously. It's like, I have caller ID. House. I have caller ID. It doesn't matter. I know who this is. What's your favorite scary movie? Stop it, Jack. All right? <laughs> I know it's you. How did you? All right. Bye. <laughs> Don't tell my dad. Um, like, Phantom Cab feels really original. I'm sure it takes um takes uh from other stories, but, like, as a whole, it felt like a good original idea. Zeebo's mm-hmm. a classic. Uh, Lonely Ghost. Same originality thing. yeah it feels more original than taking from other properties this one did feel like you know more of a what if the monkey's paw got in hand on two middle school teenagers you know mm-hmm. i would hate to see that an episode like that you know in recent and 
like uh, in present time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I'm looking forward to episode five, whatever that may be. Yep, I'm not even looking at them, so it's a mystery yeah. to me. I do. I am excited to finally hear something from Kiki. And we were teased with a story from Eric. And <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric gave us like, those nice, cool-ass two minutes. But, mm-hmm. oh, well. We got David. We got, like, <laughs> we got a teaser trailer. Like We're going to get the real thing later. Yeah. Cool. And actually, Gary. Have we heard a Gary story? We have not. We've heard Frank, Betty Ann, the goat, and two Davids. All right. We're missing Kristen, uh, Kiki, uh, Eric, and Gary. Mm-hmm. So we've only heard like three, three out of the seven. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Gary. I want to hear Gary. Yeah, Gary's the leader. I want to hear something. Yeah, like he's the one who's super into this. Started this whole club. It feels like. <laughs> and he's gonna say, "I I don't even think his one of his stories made the top ten list." So like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hear what it is. Is he good at it? Is he bad at it? And that what that's why he likes everyone telling the stories. Or... <laughs> um, he just likes listening. He's a good listener. <laughs> yeah, like he's mad at everybody for not coming up with a good story, but like he's not coming up with a good story. <laughs> that's true he's like what the hell guys why does none of you not me but none of you have come up with anything pull your weight this does not please gary gary is not <laughs> pleased <laughs> cool all right any last words jumby never trust the vulture's claw never trust the vulture's claw we're not gonna we're not gonna kneel down and be those type of people that end this podcast by saying some cliche line like, be careful what you wish for, it may come true. We won't do that. We're not those type of people. Mm. Beware, of the vulture. Beware of the vulture's claw. claw. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Join us next time. Mm-hmm. Careful what you wish for.